Brian Mudd Show is on News Radio 610 WIOD. Yeah. No, I, I will not respond to comments of a corrupt politician. That uh, Carlos Julio Jimenez, son of Congressman Carlos Jimenez, who was recently arrested for assault. This at a restaurant in Coral Gables when he ended up physically getting involved with a Miami councilman. So what of this? Uh, what, what goes on here, including one of the wrinkles, which is Detective Stanley Paul Knoll, who was on hand uh, during this arrest. So let's see what what's real, what isn't, where this stands. Joining us, Miami Interim Police Chief Manny Morales. Chief Morales, how are you? I'm doing well, Brian. How are you? Yeah, reasonably well as well. All right, so this is an, an interesting case in that it's in Coral Gables, so outside of uh, Miami Police's jurisdiction, I guess. But then again, you also have someone who, I, I guess, was what? Providing a level of security to a Miami uh, councilman. So what is it uh, that, that goes into to play here in terms of understanding jurisdiction and, and the specifics of this particular arrest of Carlos Julio Jimenez? So, Brian, uh, obviously the case happened in uh, Coral Gables jurisdiction, so the predicate crime of, uh, of battery uh, on Commissioner Diaz de la Portilla. It's handled by the Coral Gables Police Department. Uh, at the time of the incident, uh, the commissioner had with him one of our detectives that is assigned to the Sergeant of Arms Protective DECA uh, that all share the responsibility of protecting uh, um, any of the commissioners that request their assistance. Um, so he he witnessed the incident and, and he took police action. Uh, despite the fact that it was outside city limits, uh, police officers uh, do have the authority to take action when a crime happens in, in front of them. So he was on duty, he took action. Uh, we do have a, a binding MOU with, um, with the city of Coral Gables as well as uh, um, uh, the ability under state statute to take action if you believe the crime that took place was a felony. Uh, so he did. Uh, and that's where we ended up. Uh, he detained uh, Mr. Jimenez until Cole Gables Police Department arrived and, and took full custody and conducted the investigation. Well, that's a good explanation and uh, appreciate it. I mean, that helps, I think, explain jurisdiction and how things come together and also the role of the detective on duty. And I imagine that is fairly common then when you have members of miami's government that are outside of the city so i i, I don't keep track of uh of the coverage that we provide inside or outside of of the city but it's i can tell you that it's uncommon that one of the sergeant arms has to take any type of enforcement action uh for the most sure. part uh their their job um does not uh include that level of enforcement they're um, mostly met with uh, hecklers and, and folks that are, that are trying to verbally assault uh, the commissioners. Uh, it has been an, a while since one of those officers got engaged into effectuating an arrest. Yeah, I am glad that part is is rare. Um, and uh, but yeah, appreciate that update. That was that's good. Speaking to Miami Interim Police Chief Manny Morales. You know, Chief Morales. In the previous segment, I was talking with Randy Sutton 
of Wounded Blue, the organization Wounded Blue, and he was reeling off some of the latest numbers regarding those in law enforcement who are are wounded and just how significant the rise has been uh, across the country. How is that playing out in, in Miami? Are you seeing an increase in violence that may or may not make the news against Miami law enforcement? So, Brian, I, I think that uh, yesterday's incident, we, we did have a, a an officer-involved shooting in Little Havana, even though I won't go into any detail. The officer uh, discharges firearm in the protection of himself uh, in response to uh, shots that were being fired on him. But I can tell you that 2022 has not been kind to our brothers and sisters in blue. Um, I know that it was reported in, in the mainstream media that uh, as of February 14th, we had a 24-hour period where 13 officers have been shot. And year-to-date, we've had right. six killed, including that, that very prominent um, uh, execution killing of the officers in New York. So it's been a rough year. And, and listen, Brian, I, I think that all has to kind of take out of it. And even if we can jump back a little bit, uh, we've had a couple of incidents here. Officer Baez was attempting to apprehend a, a armed uh, robbery offender that was uh, at the time armed with a with a firearm, and he subsequently was knocked unconscious and and almost ran over by the fleeing offender as another officer tried to to assist. Uh, but if 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 it, the vast majority of the cases, uh, the folks who just listen to the police officer and follow directions, I, I think that we will see a de-escalation in incidents. Uh, our officers have absolutely no desire to get engaged in any physical altercation. Uh, they just want to come, do their job, protect the city of Miami, keep the community safe, and go home to their loved ones at the end of the night, just like anybody else. Amen. And uh, you, you mentioned Officer Baez. Understand that he required brain surgery. Do you know how he's he's doing at this point? Nothing short of miraculous his recovery. Huh? He uh, he got injured uh, or, or or suffered his injuries as the attack of that, that, that violent criminal on February 5th, and, and just five days later, after having brain surgery he was going home with his loved ones now he'll have a wow massive scar as a reminder of that negative interaction that that he had of that assault that he suffered uh but he he does prognosis is that he's going to fully recover and i and i hope to see him once once he has taken time to to fully heal i i expect to see him back full duty and joining his brothers and sisters at the miami police department amen be by the grace of god i'm i'm Thrilled to hear that update. I love to hear the word miraculous. So one of the you know, part of the conversation I was having with with Randy Sutton was about damage done, perhaps to a whole next generation of adults during the whole defund movement, and with a lot of what's been put out there culturally uh, regarding law enforcement. You know, there's a time obviously most of us were brought up in the world where you fully respected those who put on the badge. And and knew that overwhelmingly there are good people that were were doing good work, and we know that has been eroded at the defund movement. Even though thankfully it hasn't been successful in Miami or South Florida generally, as still yet you have some of those cultural elements. Are those playing? Are those factors playing a role in some of the violence that you're encountering? And and do you have concerns about the level of respect that is being shown to to Miami police? I feel it absolutely does, Brian. Uh, that that narrative that's being put forth uh, by groups that want to see uh, the erosion of, of probably social order, um, that want to encourage 
uh, disobedience against a police officer. Listen, I, I'm not telling you that you shouldn't protect yourself and there's a cop that's that's abusing you. That, that, that's not what I'm trying to tell you. I, I'm, I'm talking about those folks that advocate for absolute anarchy. Don't do what the cop says in any single incident. Don't lower your window. Don't give the cop a license, which, by the way, it's uh, an arrestable offense. You must identify yourself if you're stopped at, during a traffic stop and the officer asks you for your license. Um, those are the folks that I'm talking about, the folks that, that kind of encourage that type of reckless behavior uh, by the community and, and want to and thrive on that negative confrontations between the cops and the community. We don't want that. Uh, we don't want that. Uh, we, we know that we are. We know what our job is, is to keep the community safe. And we can only do that if the community trusts us to do our job and that we show transparency in the way that we do our job, uh, that we carry out our duties with uh, dignity, honor, respect, and, and treat the community with compassion. And listen, you've seen the pendulum swing in those other cities where they try to defund the police. Thank God Miami is not one of those cities. We've always had the full support of our, of our elected officials here and the overwhelming support of our community. So we're fortunate here, and I'm, I'm, I'm praying for those other cities um, that have finally seen the light, that things get better, not only for them, but for the sake of, uh, of the men and women in blue that go out each and every day and try to make their communities better. Well said. May God bless you and everybody who is doing that, putting, putting on that badge and, and keeping us safe every day. We appreciate everything you do, Chief Morales. Thank you, sir. I, I look forward to seeing you soon. Sounds good. Miami Intern Police Chief Manny Morales. Just another reminder uh, that it, it is so important. The little things, letting law enforcement know that we're supporting them, being there for their families, so hard on their families these days. All right, today's Q&A of the day is BlackRock to blame for skyrocketing home prices and rent rates in Florida. I'll dive into that next here in the Brian Mudd Show, News Radio 610 WIO.